With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. All thanks to Maccas. The McRib and the new McRib Deluxe are now at Maccas. This week, our guest is former Australian cricket captain, Ricky Ponting. So back to the summer of cricket here in Australia and just quickly back to, not to the Warner saga, but just the fact that he is obviously coming, he, his time in the saddle, as it were, is uh, coming to an end. There's so many different uh, potential replacements for him. People, and uh, you know, there's the, your Bancrofts, uh, Marcus Harris, Mitch Marsh, heard Cam Green was even thrown in there at one point. Um, I guess, w- what are your thoughts around this? Um, and, and then also, uh, Will Pekowski, where's he at? Well, there's a, yeah, there's a few good questions sort of thrown up in that. I'm um, I'm not in the juggling the batting order around to try and find a spot for someone. Um, yeah. You know, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, Marnus potentially going up and opening the batting so Green can come in and slot in at number four. You know, there's been talk about Mitchell Marsh going up and opening the batting so Green can come back into that number six slot. Um, I just think it's time that we learn more about some of these openers. I mean, Marcus Harris has had a pretty good run at it, 20-odd tests or whatever it is for him at an average of, you know, maybe 20, around 20. Um, Matt Renshaw is the other name that sort of been Renshaw, in there. Yeah. He's been the spare batter. He got 100, obviously, in that Prime Minister's 11 game as well, so it puts his name back up again. But uh, I, I, I'm, I, I actually feel that they that Bancroft is the one that's done enough um, most recently to get to get, to get crack at it. Is he? He's an opening batsman where the other guys aren't. Um, I think he deserves that that chance um, to, to have another crack at opening the batting in, in Test cricket. And what that unfortunately means, and so I'll back that up with some other ideas around the reasons why. Labashane's probably been the best number th- performed number three batsman in world cricket for the last two or three years. So why move him? Mm-hmm. Steve Smith's record speaks for itself at number four. So why would you move him up to three if Labashane goes up? Um, a lot of the success that this Australian team has had has been based around Labashane and Smith's partnerships at three and four. Travis Head's emergence at number five has been pretty incredible. And Mitchell Marsh back in the team at number six, um, we, we, we know what he can do. So I'm not moving any of those guys if there's someone that's, um, you know, that's good enough to open. And I think Bancroft uh, is, is a better player now than he was when he went out of the side. And I think he deserves uh, the, the next crack. Which, you- which, sorry, which, sorry, unfortunately means that the Cameron Green, you know, as highly talented as he is, might just have to sit back and and wait his turn for a while. Which, you know, we've all been there. I, you know, I was dropped as much as anybody early in my career, and um, you know, every time you get dropped, I'm, I'm, I guarantee you'll come back a better and stronger person and stronger player. And that might just mean that's what's going to happen with Cameron Green. When you uh, reflect on David Warner's career, as Tom said, it's obviously coming to, the, to an end uh, in the next couple of tests. Where do you sort of see him fitting into uh, the makeup of great Australian players and great Australian batsmen? Sort of, where do you sort of see him fitting into that tapestry? Yeah, well, I think he's, he's one of our. Well, it's probably hard to argue that he's probably our best um, all-format player. You know, if you if you combine T Twenty One days and tests. 
over the longevity of his career, it's probably hard to find anyone um, that's had the same success as he has across the formats, you know, and you look at his one-day career um, in isolation, his, his World Cup record in itself is, is outstanding. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he'll be he'll be thought about and talked about right up there with the very best openers in across all formats that, is, that Australia's produced, for sure. His World Cup record is uh, outrageous, isn't it? So uh, I wanted to get an update on Ponting Wines. Where's it at? Because the last time, I don't know if you remember, we had a waiter in here, our producer Dave. He was in a tux. He was bringing us wines, sampling all of the goodies. Uh, it's a little too early in the day probably for us to be able to get stuck in, but yeah. Ponting Wines Never obviously best in class. How's it all going? Yeah, no, look, don't, don't say it's ever too early for a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when it's when you're in the busy, middle of a busy summer, you've got a couple of hours at home by yourself in the afternoon. It, it might be too far away for me to salvo. Once That's I go and get point. the young bloke, we're going to pick the young bloke up from his cricket camp. Then it might be time to to knock the top off a bottle. But no, look, it's um, we're it, it must be a couple of years now since we've spoken. So we yes. um, we're we're almost four years into this little startup business of ours now, and um. And, and look, it's been so much fun. It's not easy, I can tell you. Starting up a, a new business and in you know the current sort of economic times is not an easy thing to do. Um, and when you're sort of entering such a big industry as the Australian wine industry, it's you know it's it's competitive and it's hard work. And and I think Rihanna and I have sort of realised that it's you know it, it, you you have to be working hard on this business twenty four seven to keep making. Um, good solid roads and good impact into the into the market, and um, but so that and that's been a learning curve for us. I mean, the business is chugging along really nicely. We still need to get a bit more exposure. You know, we need to keep pushing the brand out there more. You know, one of the biggest things we've we've actually found, and I probably said this to you guys a couple of years ago, is people still probably don't they see the name on the bottle, but still probably don't really understand that it's that it's our business. You know, mm. because there've been other been other. I don't want to say I'm a celebrity, but with celebrity brands out there in the past that sort of haven't been that you know people have put their name on a bottle and not actually owned the business where for us this is you know this is our business we own the majority Rihanna and I own the majority of the business and uh, are working on a daily basis basis to make the business the best that it can possibly be so look we've got some really really interesting and exciting things happening at the moment a bit of export into the UK and India and a few other countries as well which has been um yeah, once again, hard work to establish, but once those things are up and running really well, then that you know that'll be a, a nice little extra arm to the business. But you know, we're still we're still working on a daily basis to to get every everything right domestically um, as far as retail and distribution is concerned. But um, you know, you know, you guys worked your way through a bit of the range last time, and we did, and, yeah, we did, and um, yeah, we I think we've got eleven, we've got eleven wines in the range now, sort of across Tasmania and South Australia, and. Um, look, we're ultra proud of what we've been able to achieve in a short time. And as I said, with a bit more hard work and, and promotion and people talking about the brand and, and, and sampling the wines, then we know that it can grow and grow pretty quickly. It looks obviously very nice, the bottle and all the, the different sort of um, – I've lost my words as to how – Narratives. Narratives, stories. stories and, and you're saying, you know, that sometimes people don't attribute that it's actually your wine. Have you ever just thought of sticking your face on there, just like a big sticker, removing all those nice <laughs> – and mate, it's hard enough, to sell it, hard enough to sell it with the name on it, let alone putting my dial on the on the bottom. I mean, even to back up what you're saying there, like we've done, you know, wine shows all over Australia the last three or four years. And even in my home state, I go down to Tassie and do a wine show in Launceston and a wine show in Hobart. And I'm standing there behind the stall 
you know, pouring wines out to people and they'll actually walk up and say, oh, is it, what, what are you doing here? Is this, it is actually yours. <laughs> like, um, yeah, if there was one place in the world I thought people might understand it, it might have been Tassie. But um, So they're some of the challenges that you face. But um, no, look, if we got to the... We got to the point of putting anyone's face on it. I think I'd probably sell more if I put Rihanna's face on it than mine. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to All Talk, we're Hello Sport, and today we are talking with one of the greatest cricketers to ever walk the earth, Ricky Ponting. Now, Ricky, how's it been going in India? Do you do you find – um, are they a wine-drinking nation? Obviously, parts of it is is Muslim or they, they're sort of alcohol-free, but is that – do you sort of see that as a, as a big – as Ponting Wines having a big future over there? Yeah, well, it's one thing that was actually overlooked with the, the World Cup scheduling. It hasn't been talked about enough. Like, if, if you want to beat Australia in a World Cup final, you're going to play it in a dry state, right? <laughs> World Cup final was, the World Cup final was played in Ahmedabad, Gujarat, which is a dry state. So the Aussie boys couldn't have a beer leading into the final. Where that's good. <laughs> and I, but, yeah, um, they might have found a way to have a couple after the final. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, in in India, it's the same. It's the same thing. Like it's um. But the the, the thing there, the size of the market is astronomical. So mm. you know, historically, Indians um, are bigger Scotch whiskey drinkers than anything else. Um, you know, I think wines only. Well, well I know wines only about one percent of the um, alcohol cons- consumption in India. But when you look at what that one percent is, it's actually it's a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've got to we've got to find a way to break in and be a, a, as big a part of that one percent as we possibly can. But you know the culture culture changing is changing a lot um, in India. I think more Westerners are probably you know traveling to that part of the world now than ever before. You know the hotel chains now are you know you got six star hotels and probably you know six or ten of them in every in every state in India, which will obviously have high class restaurants and and things, which is where you can sort of start to get your wine in uh, to those places. But I've had some great help from my owners at the Delhi Capitals, actually, that own the own the Delhi um, International Airport, and obviously with international airports become come duty free shops, and that's where we sort of launched uh, nice. in, the, in the in the duty free area in, in in Delhi. So that's that's where we sort of started things off, and you know once once again once we get the distribution right over there, and we can start sort of breaking into that market and get some recognition, then um, you know that hopefully the, the sky's the limit in that part of the world for us. Have you always been uh, like business minded? So even as a player, and you know, once you start, you come into money and sort of like you know working out ways to to invest or what to do. Has it always been something that's interest you when you were younger, or is it something that sort of developed over time? No, it's definitely developed. I mean, when when I was a young bloke, I was so single minded on just being the best cricketer that I could, and you know, and and, and but as as your life goes on and you know things start to change and you you know you meet someone you settle down you start about family you got to start thinking about things in a different way and you know you know then you end up with a manager and or a management company who then then it's their job to look after a lot of that stuff you know your business sort of side of things and and let let us as cricketers or athletes get on with worrying about what we have to worry about which is at the end of the day getting out there and, and making runs or taking wickets so it's only been, you know, I've been retired 10 years now. I've always had, you know, investments and things along the way. And Rana and I's other focus when I was playing was our was our charity foundation, which took up a lot of our work. So that was sort of, you know, we were raising a lot of money there for, for you know, sick young Australian kids battling cancer. And um, that was what most of our focus is on um, and, and still is. But, you know, now that I'm, I'm retired, we've got a bit more time to focus on some of our other business interests and we're both wine uh yeah, avid wine drinkers and and have enjoyed that journey down the the wine track that we've we've come along 
And you have you so- – oh, sorry, just to follow up. Have you had like um, – I imagine, but if there are any that come to mind, like absurd, like your manager comes to you with like, hey, this person wants you to be the face of – I literally just stole my question. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm pretty well protected by my management. Um, I've been with James uh, for a long time and he's one of those guys, well, he knows me inside out and he knows the things that he can bothers coming to me with and the things he doesn't bother coming to me with. And I'm sure there would have been some absolutely absurd ones over the, over the year. Off the top of my head, um, uh, no, look, I, I can't even think of one that, that 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 is as I said I think he's he's shielded me the most. It's good management. That is good. It's management. good management because there would have been some absolute shockers. I reckon. <laughs> yeah. How um how are the dogs running, mate? Well, I think the last time I was on, I was promised you guys I might have been able to get us one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 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 waiting. Listen, we're waiting. We're very patient. But yeah, well, look, look, to be honest, I didn't want to let you down. I haven't had too many fast ones of late, so I didn't want to, I didn't want to let you down with with um with one that was was too slow. So I've only <laughs> to, to be honest, I've only got. I've only got four or five racing at the moment, but as we, you know, the, the litters of pups come around um, reasonably quickly. Uh, so um, we'll be breeding again soon, and I'll uh, I'll make sure I keep you boys in mind. Please keep us in mind. We uh, this is like it, this is not a joke. We are one hundred percent down. If there's any way we can find ourselves uh, a pup, a pooch, yeah. fast, fast. Look, fast is fast to be great. <laughs> fast is idea. in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, exactly. You know? It can look fast. <laughs> yeah. Even if it looks fast. Well, look, look, they're, they're all fast. If you, go and st- if you go and stand beside me, you chase them, they're all fast until you get them in a field <laughs> with seven others and there's seven others that are faster than yours, then that's not much fun. Trust me. <laughs> no. Well, we might just have to take it down the grades. You know what I mean? Start at the very bottom. Yeah, work our way up. Like Geary Racing or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> something yeah. really slow. Yeah, happy with that. Uh, um, I, won't, I, I wouldn't do that to you. Oh, oh well, man. thank you. But anyway, mate, yeah, keep us in mind, um, and we'll be, we'll just be, you know, we'll be waiting. Yeah, yeah, we'll absolutely. be patiently waiting.